Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. This is Ball vs. Life. As usual, I am your host and got my co-host, JC. What up? What up, what up? And look, we got the three J's here today. Josh Fu, our native Atlanta resident expert, Hawks Bros. What's Yo, up? What's happening? It's finally Eastern cool Conference to be finals. a fan of the Hawks, man. It's finally <laughs> cool to be a fan of the Hawks. <laughs> Only so how many years? Conference finals. Wow. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, it's only, you know, I've, I was born a Hawks fan. Mm-hmm. Really, really started following them in the mid-90s. Which was a great fun group, you know, Matumbo got mm-hmm. Alan Henderson, got Steve Smith. That was a fun group, Mookie Boylock. And then a bunch of years of just being the laughing stock of the league. <laughs> but look where we are now, baby. Wait, what do you Speaking think of those years finals. with Horford and Millsap? Those no, were, those were good years too. Those, those were, were really good years. Good years. Right? Yeah. Those were good years, but you never, it doesn't feel like this year. Like you mm-hmm. always felt like um, there was, there, we didn't have that guy. We didn't have that killer on our team. And, you know, Izo Joe, is, like, he was awesome. And I, I love Horford. I love DeMar Carroll. I love, you know, Millsap, um, mm-hmm. Corbertig. Those were great guys. But, like, they just didn't have the killer instinct that a lot of the guys that on our team have right now, which is just it's, it's really exciting. Because even then, people are like, yeah, Atlanta, it's fluky. Like, they're never going to get past. And, and it has to also do with the fact that LeBron's no longer in the East. So mm-hmm. that helps. <laughs> Not going to deny it. So. But, but dude, it's, it's, good. it's it's you guys are here, Eastern Conference Finals. Who would have? I mean, obviously you guys in Atlanta believe, but to be honest, who would have yeah. thought? From my perspective, I, I honestly wouldn't. I didn't think Eastern Conference Finals. I was thinking, you know, get past the first round, that'd be a good progression. But yeah, man. maybe take maybe take maybe a game or two in the second round. I know, like I was looking at the uh, the four last four remaining teams are Hawks, Bucks, Jazz, Clippers, and I was just like, this looks like a career mode like of 2k that i've played like i would have never thought that we'd be here um but here Mm -hmm. we are (laughs) like what what is happening right now but i think it's a really exciting time it's for it's great for a bunch of fan bases that haven't had much going for them in a while and it's exciting basketball um to be honest it's just really you just it's nice when you don't know like oh it's just going to be lebron and curry as much as you guys would have enjoyed that Mm -hmm. it's it's been exciting for us other folks over on the uh on the other small market, smaller market teams. <laughs> it's re- it's refreshing to see all of these new names, like you know, yeah. book in the Western Conference. You know, making a name, Donovan Mitchell making a run. They came off short a little bit, but you yeah. know, I mean, a lot of these up and coming. They are young players. These yeah. guys are younger than twenty five, and they're they're making their mark. Yeah, it's so exciting for sure. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. So with with this series, let's talk about last game first before sure. uh, kind of talking about some of these other games because a game seven is the ultimate Oof. holy grail of excitement, <laughs> dude. I mean, the, even as a, ca- a casual fan or for me who doesn't necessarily have a rooting interest besides you, Josh, obviously yeah. you're being a good friend. Yeah, I mean, a game seven is it's all chips on the table, dude. How did you feel going into the game, man? The red velvet game, baby. Oh, the red oh game. yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest, I had. I had really good, high, pretty high hopes of mm. us being able to compete. I know it's a, it's a hostile environment. It's a game seven where like, a, like none of us on our team, maybe besides Solomon Hill and maybe Gallo and, and Lou, I think those are the only three have, that have been to a game seven in a playoff run, mm-hmm. um, if, I'm, if I'm correct. And, you know, I was like, hey, I want us just to put up a fight. You know, I, I was probably like maybe like 60-40 we could take this game. Mm-hmm. Um, 67 40 but at the same time like they had proven us wrong they've won twice they won twice in the in in the arena already and mm-hmm. um just the way the other guys were playing i just i was like you know what honestly though like i think we can i can really i think we really can take this we have a good chance so i i was i've never been this confident going into a huge important game with an atlanta team in my life um and that that that's saying a lot because uh we have, you know, we've had the Super Bowl <laughs> meltdown. We've had even last year letting go of a three-one lead against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a lot of these moments, and then like getting swept against the Cavs in fourteen fifteen. Like those are just, like I never went into those games like we got this. It was always like, ooh, I 
I think we can get this, but like, oh, I don't know. I don't know who's going to really take it over the edge for us. But like, we, if we have Trey and if any of our other guys um, have a night, then I really, I'm not really not worried at all. So, yeah. What, what did you think, JC, watching the game? <laughs> well, coming into the game before watching the game, I knew that Doc Rivers was coaching the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> so anything could happen, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and as talented as Philly ha- has been and how good – as MVP-leveled Embiid was playing all yeah. year, Doc Rivers was coaching the team. And it's just kind of <laughs> – you kind of have that in the back of your mind. And, you know, Jack and I were talking about it the whole time. We were just like, we should talk to Josh. We should talk to Josh. But we didn't want to jinx it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I didn't want to jinx you, man. Appreciate yeah. you That's guys. why we didn't record the episode during the series. I didn't even <laughs> ask you. <laughs> exactly. We were trying to keep it, keep it uh, the chit-chat for a minimum just because, I don't know, man. I just – I've been there before, and I just know that you just kind of want to have it be as pure – an experience as much as possible and that's why we were just like i've been holding my my text fingers uh Mm. restrained until it was in the clear but it was in the clear it was yeah it was exciting i i I think you know the sixers definitely were were fighting i think the biggest thing that i was kind of concerned about was the experience that the sixers had Mm -hmm. yes doc has lost a lot of game sevens but they've been through a couple of playoff series these past couple years compared to the hawks and i was kind of curious to see um you know if experience was going to be a factor in this game seven setup because it it tends to be right right? but the hawks proved me wrong man yeah and you know down the stretch they made all the right plays and then the sixers just everything they did everything wrong like um, all the way from the the Ben Simmons like letting go of that dunk <laughs> to like missed free throws to getting uh, Embiid getting uh, stripped by Gallo of all people you know you know all yeah. defense all defense NBA defending <laughs> Gallo like and then um, and so Trey was five for what five for twenty five but got like a brutal game yeah, but his impact on the game though if yeah. you if you really watch the game he still was a floor general mm. and. Honestly, I know everyone says that like he had a crappy game, but if from my perspective, if he wasn't on the floor, like it would have been a different game. He set guys up. Mm-hmm. He he made sure to keep on attacking, and he made the shots that he needed to make at the end of the game. Those five were crucial, like the three, and he made all his free throws. Like so, I I think um, yeah, like as much as his stat line didn't look great, like his intangibles looked amazing. It, and it, yeah. Go ahead. And, and no, and that's that's a mark of uh, a player that is maturing and, and developing and blossoming into a superstar just because, you know, we've all seen names like Kobe, Steph, even LeBron yeah. that have had quote unquote crappy games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on paper, it was kind of crappy in terms of like the, the numbers, but right. like the intangibles that 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 you you mentioned josh it's true it's just like there's a certain gravity that trey brings Mm -hmm. when he's on the floor and that just enables success for his other other teammates and that's that's such a great sort of uh, take on on his impact on that game seven yeah yeah like when we it's like you know halfway through the game when i you see trey young stat line and we're still in the lead i'm like okay i feel pretty good about this game i'm not too worried i've I feel like I can, I mean, it was still nerve-wracking throughout because they kept it close, and you can't deny how great Embiid is, like, honestly. Yeah. Like, um, he, 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 couldn't, he just couldn't do it himself. Like, he, he did everything he could, um, but, like, I still felt like, okay, like, if we can keep this close, um, I think we can, you know, we can close it out. So it's very exciting stuff. I man. mean, we got to talk about your unsung hero, Kevin Horder, right? Oh, I yeah. I mean, Red Panty Night or Red... What is it? Red, red Rocket? Velvet. Red, red Velvet? Velvet? Red, red Velvet. Rocket. No, that's a very different... Red Rocket's a different reference. Red Velvet. This is still a PG-13 show, right? PG-13 show. <laughs> I'm trying to go to the dark side. But anyways, <laughs> this this guy stepped up big time, man. Yeah. yeah talk a little about that. I mean, you sure. need these unsung heroes in these big games, to be honest. Yeah. So his shot is that mid-range that... um free throw line if you see his um, shot chart I think like he had like six or seven made shots from there and because Seth Curry was on him it was just like attack him every day he's a six seven guard 
Seth Curry is not known for his defense and he's smaller. So just yeah. by like, and I know game, the game six before I was at Phil, uh, State Farm Arena for that game. And like, he just was missing those shots. Like those, mm. he would always, he would dribble to the middle, kind of do like a side fake and then, you know, take a jumper. And he usually, that's like his shot. That's what gets him going. And he wasn't making those really towards the end of the game, um, game six, and which is like, you know, that was Trey's game. No one else was helping him out, and that's why we couldn't close it out. But this game, like, he, that's just, he kept on attacking Seth Curry, and um, that was the difference. Like, he was, like, and, like, you know, we were talking right before the pod. It's always, it's like, yeah, you're going to get your production from your all-stars and your mm-hmm. stars, but it's always, like, it's like those second, third, fourth guys. If, if they're performing, then that's just going to put you over the edge. And him and Gallo were huge in this game. Yeah. Um, when we needed the offense, like when we couldn't get anything going, it was them, you know, that was always like bringing us back. Like, oh, let me get it. Like there's a couple plays where it was like one side, Tybal got like a huge three, open three. And then, mm-hmm. and then the crowd went crazy, went right back at on the other end. We passed the Gallo, he made a huge three and silenced the crowd again. And then, you know, um, there was another play where like Tybal again had this like huge open dunk and then they were kind of like celebrating a little bit. And on the way back, Trey gets a ball, left-handed pass way down the court, and John Collins dunks right back at him. So Oof. it was just like, man, like it just, it was like we got punched in the mouth, but would just punch right back. Um, and it's like we've never seen this from a Hawks team. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, we've, I don't think I've ever seen a Hawks team that was this resilient and um, kind of this gritty like just like yeah. you know what I'll take whatever best shot you have and I'm just gonna throw it back at you um so yeah it's 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 been really cool to see where do you think that you comes tell. from is that is that Nate is that or is it is it just yeah. like the is it just the the players that you you know Travis Schlenk has drafted it's just I think it's a combination of it all I mean mm. Nate I mean Nate has was known to be a defending guard um point guard and he was amazing he's Mr. Sonic right he's known as mm-hmm. Mr. Sonic so he's like um he he's uh, he's been huge for us his philosophy of just belief and um just grit has been driven into the team since he's taken over since he's taken over we're first in uh fourth quarter plus minus differential with tw- plus 24 wow. and like That's before that we were losing games when we were going into the fourth with 10-point leads, you know? Um, so, it, yeah. And then also, yeah, the guys we drafted, um, you know, I think it's – but it always starts with the leadership, right? Like, I think it yeah. starts with Trey's leadership. I think Nate's leadership. Um, the veterans, like Gallo, like, just there's a shot of him, like, yelling at the bench, like, in the fourth quarter, like, let's finish this off. Like, it's just there's no quit with this team. Um, and I think – and, it, and I think even they themselves are like, maybe it's a bit of na- naivete, like where they're just like, I don't, I don't, we're down 20 in the freaking fourth quarter. Who cares? Let's just keep on fighting back and yeah. finding what works. And um, it, that's, I think it's, yeah, just a combination of everything. Because both, I, um, uh, both Kevin Herter and John Collins have been huge. They were both 19th picks, mm, uh, you know, yeah. in, in, the, in the draft. Okongwu has been huge. He's yeah. he he didn't even play the first half of the season, but like he he like held his own against Embiid, mm. um, and really like allowed Capella to like take a break or just even Capella was not able to really do much sometimes, and he mm-hmm. would come in and hold it down. So, like I, we didn't, we don't even see Hunter and Reddish. You know, yeah, I know. you guys are doing so well, and these are like lottery picks. That yeah, just, dude. Yo, saying? man, if if uh, Hunter was in, oh, it would be a t- different story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a guy that is like his lockdown defense, and he's able to. He would have taken advantage of a lot of the um, the scoring. Like he would have he would have been a huge, probably fifteen twenty point a game guy. That would have been a huge difference having him in there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like next man up. Like everyone is ready to go on our team, which is just something that's just we don't see very often. That depth is paying off big time, oh, yeah, especially sure. in this year's playoffs. <laughs> if you start to see how many injuries there are for a lot of these teams, that that depth that you guys have, even losing Hunter and Reddish for a, a huge portion of the season already, right? Yeah, um, he hasn't been able to make it back, but these vets are stepping up. Like Gallo, 
he outscored the whole Sixers bench. That's just how important <laughs> yeah. he was in Game Seven. And a right. vet like that—that's yeah. when I know he was up and down throughout the season because he yeah, had injuries yeah. too. But man, did he show up? That's crazy. And Lou, and Lou Williams was the reason why we won Game Five. Like I know. we were down what twenty, or I think we we're going down eighteen going into mm-hmm. the fourth quarter. He came in and like scored the first three or four points and or three or four shots and like that really spurred us on to get that comeback. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Game Five was the reason why you guys won this series. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's a swing game where you just yeah, exactly. Like, they were up 25 at one point. 26. 26. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Crazy. I think in the third they were up 26 oh in the third. God. In the third, it's not even the first quarter. You yeah, know? I'm pretty sure it was the third, if I'm not mistaken. Man. So. I, I just like the vibe of the team. It's a good combination of personalities. Like yeah. I like Werder's. Just I mean, he's just cool, calm, cool. He, 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 he yeah, it was so calm. Like he like he was hitting big shots, and this dude was not like pumping his fists or doing anything. But then you yeah. have like John Collins, who has a little bit of that fire. <laughs> yeah, but Trey obviously Trey does his own thing. He's a cold blooded killer. Cold blooded. So he can yeah. he can do whatever he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's just a good balance of personalities. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what I was—I don't want to hate on the Lakers, but like last year, it was very hard for me to cheer for the Lakers because <laughs> I couldn't—I couldn't like players like Kuz and all mm-hmm. of these guys. Yeah. But like this squad, um, it's just easy to yeah. kind of like them, yeah. even as a non-Hawks fan. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 been yeah it's been nice to like we've I followed these guys you know I mean even before them but like since probably 2017 when John came in and just just seeing it happen has been the most rewarding thing I'm sure I mean it's very exciting for people who are just turned turned on to them now because they're like you said it's a fun group of guys but like being able to see their growth and like just knowing the potential that just like okay once we get those right pieces once we kind of finally get those right veterans like oh it's gonna be we're ready it's been really cool to see like there's no ego on our team Mm -hmm. um like you know like John could be scoring more he could get way more but he just understands his role like Trey probably could be scoring more but he's like I need to set my guys up um even the vets like like Danilo and Bogey agreeing to come off the bench from the beginning of the season is huge um you know behind guys that are only been in the league for a year or two um that's just like a recipe for success when guys are understanding like hey it's, it's bigger than me like let's figure out how to make this work um I mean, I think Nate plays a big part in that. Oh, because yeah, for, for sure. you guys, there was some controversy in the beginning of the season with John Collins and, and Trey Young. So there wasn't yeah. without any drama. Let's just put it that way, right? Yeah, actually, come to find out, it was LP. It was <laughs> Lloyd Pierce was mm. actually the one that was causing all the uh, locker room drama. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Mm. And like, if uh, so all these guys were, after it, the fact you all the rumblings were that like LP was rubbing everyone the wrong way, kind of mm. telling guys this and that. And so it sucks. Cause like, I really liked him cause he was yeah. just a really good advocate for the community and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like hearing all this stuff, like, and he was even saying like a, a, a big reason why Trey didn't make it to the all-stars was cause he was talking crap about him to other coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, man, that really sucks. Like, um, that your coach won't stand up for the guys on your team, especially like your, your big star name you know yeah um, I think he just had a philosophy that just was like I'm the coach you know and I'm the final say and it just and I think Nate McMillan just trusting his guys was a huge huge turning point um, unless you're named the Zen master you can't play head games dude <laughs> yeah, exactly that's what I'm saying right you you have to earn that reputation yeah. like you have to earn that that um, leverage I guess but I was gonna yeah, go ahead, Tracy. No, I was gonna say it's you know what was similar was the way the 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 politics in the locker room were when Mark Jackson was with the Warriors and then uh, when they moved to Steve Kerr because mm. there were a lot of similar rumblings where certain players were not rubbed the right way by Mark Jackson and mm. then when they made the switch things kind of really changed. It's uh, just clicked. Us, yeah. So. Man, I mean, our our journey is very similar to oh, the yeah. the Warriors in a sense that like. Um, the GM like Travis Link came from <laughs> and just under like just it's all these pieces that that like a lot of huge draft like really not even like huge like lottery picks but like you know the couple lottery picks and then the really good mid-round first round picks yeah. um, and just taking that time to build that has been has been really great so yeah JC feel free to be a Hawks fan <laughs> yeah. 
in kind, man. I kind of am. Is, is Chasey or what's her, what's her name? Uh, the the head trainer. Uh, oh oh, Chelsea. Chelsea Lane. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Chelsea Lane. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's from over there too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know, there definitely is a lot of connections. And there's so many connections. It's, it's I I can I can cheer for that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Philly, man. I mean. Oh man. This is a brutal loss for him. You got Ben yeah. Simmons right now that's in all the headlines and I think like afterwards the post game it didn't help that Doc and MB didn't really have Ben Simmons back. Oh, they threw him under the bus, I man. know. <laughs> man, that's rough, dude. I I, I know yeah. you, on Twitter you posted some photos of like some Philly like there was a Philly fan photo going around and that just yeah, sums yeah. it up, man. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Um I mean they had, I mean, they, yeah, that Ben Simmons got exposed this playoff season. Um, yeah. I, I didn't watch, I didn't pay close attention to the first series against the Wizards. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really kind of see, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I, I realized he wasn't a great shooter, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it was to the point where, like, he's afraid to shoot. Like, that was a really big surprise to me. And once that got exposed, like, there was always that option in your pocket of, like, let's just play hack a Ben. And then it scared him. He was afraid to shoot because he was afraid of getting fouled and going to the line. And it was just like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. I think the key thing for me was, we always, I mean, we understand Ben Simmons' knock. And I think he's been playing, like people usually get exposed in the playoffs. But yeah. it was really after Game Five, the hack of Simmons, that his confidence just plummeted, plummeted completely. Yeah. And it wasn't just the fact that he wouldn't take shots; it's his aggressiveness wasn't really there as much anymore. He had to, he right. overthought everything after that because then it's like, oh, I don't want to get fouled, and oh, you know, once I get to the free throw line, it's a mind game. And dude, the mental game in that is crazy. It's so crazy. It's just, how do you recover from that? <laughs> I guess that's, a, that's, a, that's the issue. It's just like the only way that you can kind of get back from that is actually just gaining more confidence when you play. So it's it was just a downhill slide for him. It, yeah. it might be the end of the road for him in Philly just because yeah. they are just eating him up over there. And even his teammates were, and his coach almost threw him under the bus. So. Yeah. Short of just straight up saying it was, I mean, they they pretty much said everything except like you freaking lost a game for us, <laughs> and they I think they some of them may have said it. I don't know, mm. but um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty. I mean, pretty it's wild. hard to put it all on him though. I mean, I feel like he's yeah. kind of a scapegoat right now. I he get is. it, I get it he that is. he has a big holes in his game, but he also was key in in defending Trey Young that caused him to have a bad shooting game. I mean, yeah, like sure. you can't you can't look at it in a vacuum, but yeah. I get it in key moments when you're the superstar or you're the all-star and Trey yeah. Young not being an all-star. It's like who's showing up? Definitely not Ben Simmons, I'll tell you right. that much. Exactly. I mean, you got that paycheck, you you got to be subject to all the criticism, you know Exactly. I mean? just, it comes with the territory. So I don't know. It, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Ben um is able to recover from this, but I think a change of scenery will will you know will definitely benefit him. And I yeah. think the process just really hasn't worked on Philly's end. The process has not been going well at all. No, not at all. And to end the the game seven talk, anyways, I I think leading into it, just Trey Young. I mean, his attitude, that confidence really seeps through the whole team. Like oh, yeah. you know, like when you play a team with Embiid on it, this dude trolls people. Like he's trying to yeah. get in your mind. <laughs> Like, yeah. he's talking crap to Capella. He's talking crap to everybody. And he's, like, trolling afterwards, too. Like, you yeah. got to be mentally strong. And Trey Young, I mean, right from the Knicks series, like, he was talking shit to the Knicks fans. And, yeah. and just showing up at the at Madison Square Garden talking mad crap and people are spitting on him. I mean, he still it didn't face him. It's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's proven everyone wrong. I mean, he's proven everyone, like, he loves this moment. And um, just being a leader, like, even that moment where um, Embiid in Game 6 kind of, like, fell on John and kind of like bullied you know John to the corner mm-hmm. like he was right there pushing and beat off um and like protecting his guy you know and that's just the kind of thing that you need in your leader instilling confidence in his guys and um standing up for them um is and and uh, you know I think that was a huge difference and, and honestly some for someone like like Ben Simmons I don't know if he had that like no. the, like I don't know if like he had that those guys to back him up and be like, hey, like just keep shooting or, you know, just keep we're gonna we're gonna give you these 
opportunities to like get your rhythm back. It's just, um, it's a really, it's a really huge intangible of Trey's that is, is uh, really panning out to be something that makes him even better than his stats. I'll he tell you, con- he has a confidence of a killer because I remember when Dwight mm-hmm. ran him over. Oh yeah, you know, and he was on <laughs> yeah. the floor, and then he started doing push-ups. Yeah, yeah. You just funny. know that he's fearless. Yeah, and, for it, sure. And you, you know, as a leader, you want someone who's fearless just because you know that this guy's gonna be there and he's not gonna back down from anybody. But sorry, yeah. Jack, what are you saying? Oh no, no, that was a really good point. I, I'll tell you what, with the MB throwing Ben Simmons under the bus after game seven with the comments that he made it just goes to show like the fact that he made the comments it probably has been there throughout already like yeah. you know if uh, your teammate has confidence in you or not i mean yeah. i don't i don't think he's ever really had confidence in him i mean he might have said that just every beginning of the season it's like yeah you know what we're, we're we're here for the championship we're gonna go for but when push comes to shove i don't think he really believes that he's the guy to kind of be his sidekick or whatever you know yeah and that's sure. that's the part where if you're not mentally strong and you're still you got these holes in your game then it's it's rough you know yeah i mean you could see with Embiid's reaction right as the play was happening oh yeah right? he was After, just like he was what? kind of slumping <laughs> he was just like so and that's in the heat of the moment that's when you know you people aren't like you know they're curating what their reaction was <laughs> exactly yeah. right so Right when that happened, you knew it was game over for Philly. They yeah. Do you think? Do you think Doc is back? I mean, I, I personally yeah. think he's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Um, they're gonna throw Ben like, Simmons under the bus. Fire him. They're throwing I mean, Ben they're, Simmons under the bus. Yeah, it's between like it's probably like ninety percent Ben Simmons, and there's ten. You know, like uh, there's still the people out there that are like, get Doc out of here as well. But I mean, JC was saying this earlier. There, there's a history there. I mean, of, yeah, of Doc sure. really not coming up big as a coach and you just said that in this episode that coaching is so important i mean nate made yeah, a yeah. huge difference For you sure. guys are in the eastern conference final it's crazy i still can't believe it <laughs> it's wild man yeah. proving you wrong jack i know wrong, i you man. know what i i gotta eat crow i, I predicted the knicks to beat you guys and i'm totally eating. I know. you know what? i should keep That's predicting that disrespectful yeah no yeah bucks you know, bucks right bucks and four right i did it i did it say. for you josh i did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a reverse jinx you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> whatever works yeah whatever bottom works. line the hawks have a closer i texted yeah. this in our thread if you have a closer you have a shot yeah. at any series man sure. and you know they don't grow on trees, and if you have it, you don't let them go. And, and uh, to 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 elaborate on that point, a closer not necessarily just makes the big shot. He sets mm-hmm. up other people to make the big shot. That's what a closer yeah. does. And I really do think that was the difference between Embiid and Trey Young at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, Embiid's dominant, but he's when you give him the ball mid post, high post, he's not really creating for others. He 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 can get a shot off but like he's yeah. getting into his move and then he's not really looking at the court he's not setting up a play yeah his vision isn't there like yeah. i mean trey's court vision is like otherworldly mm-hmm. um you, we, you'd see glimpses of it and you have to think about the last two years the first two years he was playing with guys like damian jones like starting like alex len starting mm. like guys like deandre Bembry. and no knock on them they're fun to watch but like they're not the kind of guys that are like gonna if you're watching regularly you're seeing how many of his passes just open like perfect passes that just went by the wayside because they couldn't make their shots and it's like now like he's able to really get guys who can make their shots and it's just you're seeing it really come to fruition like oh okay there it is <laughs> congratulations josh this let's I'm just excited. officially say I'm that excited. before yeah. we move on to the two well we want to preview the next series but also yeah. I mean, game. There was another game seven. <laughs> there was another yeah. game seven going on. That, Wild. You know, it's it's been exciting, dude. The playoffs has been exciting. It's been Two really game wild. sevens, incredible. Man, did you watch the game? The, the, the Bucks the, versus Nets. Yeah, that was that was crazy, crazy ending. Like I can't believe um, it went into overtime and like it was a game. It was a matter of inches that could have <sighs> just completely closed it off. And you just feel for Durant. Like, oh, my big goofy feet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> they just ran out of steam in the yeah. overtime. Yeah, dude. Much. And, you know, it was, I playing. think, a total of six points were scored in overtime, right? It was yeah, four it was, for the Bucks it, and then two for. It was ugly. <laughs> oh, it was hard to watch at that point. It was an epic series. I don't know how, you know, I mean, 
everybody's going to refer to the injuries and how yeah. the, sh- the the series uh, may have changed with regards to that. But that's the playoffs, unfortunately. War mm-hmm. of attrition. I keep on saying it over and over again. Yeah. You got to play with who's in front of you and with the players that are that are out there. And, uh, you know, Brooklyn got this short end of the stick on that. that yeah, man. Yeah. Literally, as Josh said, game of inches. Uh, Durant's big feet, man. <laughs> Yeah, but he made the shot. I mean, if he didn't, he, he did. did. He yeah. still, he still brought them to over t- overtime. But yeah, yeah, he was gassed out at the end, and he played. I mean, I, I, I don't know if he played every single minute, but he practically played every single he minute. That's was crazy. Like Fifty minutes or something crazy yeah. like that. And we're talking about a guy that is coming off uh, Achilles injury. Yeah, um, that's the wild thing. Like you, you, you have to respect him, whether you like him or not. Like he's proven his worth, like his his yeah. uh, status for sure. Oh yeah. Um, Harden coming, trying to play on his bum leg was hard to watch at times. It too. was, Just it like, was. You oh, could tell. Man. I mean, he was he was pretty compromised. I mean, I think there were a couple of times where. He would be able to like there was a lane for a fast break and he would just pull up. I mean, because he's yeah. conserving himself. He knows it's not you know if he does that, it's probably either injury or it's gonna set back. So man, yeah. it is rough. I mean, def- definitely we're not even close to full health, uh, Harden, for sure. Yeah, but but that's why there's no guarantees, man. You may have the you know the all the best players, but you know. Father time and injuries are the great great equalizer. Let me throw a, let me throw a question to Josh then. Watching game 7, the Bucks versus mm-hmm. the Nets, were you rooting for one team over another in terms of the potential threat um the next, you know, team that you're going to have to play? Uh yeah, I mean, n- honestly not not necessarily. I, like I've just been really f- impressed with what our guys can do that like mm. I I'm just like come on whoever wants to come at us <laughs> but okay. like yeah so like yeah but the honest but maybe like i was leaning more towards um the bucks because they don't have a guy like durant that can score 60 but then again i mean Giannis is no slouch and no. and um uh drew holiday's defense is going to be a huge factor on trey because yes. you know he he's He's more. He's not a super crazy offensive player, but he is still. He's no Ben Simmons. No. Like he can, he can defend and he can score. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris Middleton. Um, I know he isn't super consistent, but he can really score too. So I don't know. I mean, it was it was a toss up, honestly. I I think like whoever won that game, I was gonna try to find the the silver lining in it because like of course the Nets. Like if Kyrie and Harden are there, it's a t- completely different story. Like. Mm-hmm that's that's a completely different matchup and because they aren't there i was kind of like oh well um you know we have a a better chance of you know just really focusing in on duran and making the other guys try to beat us um joe harris wasn't playing well you know mm-hmm. like um you know they don't they, they don't have as many um guys like that are really um like perform beside i mean durant was just like the guy for them so um yeah i mean <laughs> I really, I really can't say. It's just, I, I think it was one of those things where I was like, well, we'll just see what happens and try to adjust accordingly. But now what do that you guys you, think? But now that you know it's the Bucks, yeah, you know, the focus is. I mean, I, looking at the Bucks, I was telling JC this that it's really if the Bucks want to make it to the finals, this is the year. Yeah, for they sure. have to. This try. is like the they, last chance. Yeah, they have to make it to the finals this year. If not, then they're pretty much they, they're gonna fire. I don't, I don't think they're gonna fire the coach, but. Next year is going to be even tougher. Like the Hawks yeah. are going to be better. The Nets, you can't bank on them always being this injured. You know, no. at some point they're going to have probably yeah. two of their stars healthy at least. Yeah. And we all saw what happens when Kyrie and Katie were healthy, and yeah. they destroyed them the first two games. So right, right. Yeah, this year it's, it's the Bucks are the Bucks fans are hoping and praying that they can get past the Hawks and. And seeing how the Hawks are playing, it's not going to be easy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, not, for nothing sure. easy. <laughs> nothing easy. So are we going to Boston? <laughs> yeah, uh, like the the thing. I think I I I maybe was subconsciously favoring the Nets a little bit more because they don't have as much as many defensive stoppers as the Bucks do. Yeah. Um. I mean, they got they brought in PJ for his defensive. Um, um, you know his specialty. I mean, Chris is long. Drew Holiday is just super stout. Like you just can't get past that guy. 
Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez always kills us. Like, he always gets, like, six threes against us for some reason. <laughs> you know, we just, like, sag off, off of him. He always kills us in the, on the three-point line. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel I, – I don't feel like either team was going to – I didn't feel super afraid of either team with the team that we have, just with, like, the confidence that we have going into this, into this series. Um, and I think Coach Bud – um, has proven to be not the best mm-hmm. postseason coach, and um, uh, but that matters. That yeah. definitely matters. I mean, we we saw it. Yeah, we've seen it. Coaching coaching in these crucial, even if it's down to one or two plays, if it's like, oh, yeah. if it's down to one or two plays, that's that's the that's a difference. I mean, how could they not get a shot out? from Brooke Lopez with the shot, you know, right out of a timeout on that yeah. game seven. That was a huge blunder. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Crazy. was lucky to even, you know, survive from that from that blunder. Yeah. So you figured coaching would get everybody on the same page with that, and you can't make those types of mistakes in the yeah, postseason. For sure. What do you think of that series coming up, the Bucks versus the Hawks, JC? Um, it'll be interesting just because – Again, I think injuries will come into play, and whoever is the healthier team will have a chance to, you know, move move forward. Um, the Bucks, in many ways, are more battle tested, and it was the same concern that I had with Philly coming into the the last series with with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they have made the West uh, Eastern Conference Finals before, mm-hmm. and Giannis is, I mean, Giannis is an MVP candidate, so you know, it's going to be really tough for uh for the hawks to be able to match up and i i know that the bucks are are motivated provided that they can smell blood already and you know i'm just hoping that atlanta can kind of keep their momentum and their confidence going through and just you know shock the world <laughs> yeah truly shocking the world the 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 reason why i've always picked against atlanta was just because usually in the playoffs, defense the defensive team, the more consistent defensive team, yeah. usually wins out. But yeah, you sure. know what? Your your defense has been stepping up a lot. That that's what's been yeah. been great. And I do think, you know, the coaching change uh, has been a big big difference. And in this series, we'll see if de- like how you guys hold up defensively, hold like basically forming the wall. Obviously, yeah. the blueprint is out there to beat Giannis. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just more his supporting cast. Can they? Can they show up? But yeah, you got to build the wall, man. <laughs> yeah, when we played them regular season, Bogey had a huge game. Nice. And um, and Hunter unfortunately is out. I know. Um, had a huge game against Giannis, like, but and, but Bogey's injured and Giannis is out. So it, yeah, it should be. It's going to be a challenge for sure. Um, and yeah, it, I, it. The defense has really surprised me this these um, during the playoffs because. Yeah, I mean, none of our guys are known as necessarily huge defensive guys, besides maybe Capella. But I mean, he got, I mean, he, he got lit up against Embiid. But when it mattered, he was able to wear him down. Mm-hmm. But still, like, um, I think the it's gonna just be like how we defended Randall. We just threw five different guys at him, and he could never get him into a rhythm. And I think that's gonna be a lot of the similar game planning. It's just like, okay, we're gonna just throw every type of defender at you throughout the whole game, so you can't just figure out and get get comfortable against, you know, playing a certain guy. Um, and we just gotta hope Chris Middleton doesn't like suddenly have a huge game and <laughs> and just go off on us. One of the key things I think in all these series is no no team and this is the blueprint on Steph Curry too no team has been able to punish Trey Young on the defensive end yeah because sure. every series against the Warriors the key, one of the key elements is you got to make Steph Curry work on the defensive end because it's going to tire him out and i think yeah. in this series with Philly you could tell Ben Simmons i mean not that they were guarding each other but like there's the point guard duties and even Steph Curry these guys are not like really shot creators they're not going to put that much pressure on your defense as an iso player Right, and right. Drew Holiday, I mean, he's he's much more capable, but I don't think he's known to be a scorer. So it'll be yeah. interesting if Trey Young can take advantage of that. But he is a defensive stopper, I'll tell you that much. I mean, mm-hmm. this man can play defense. So yeah, we'll see sure. how uh, Drew locks down Trey. Although, dude, Trey's a, as you were saying, he's a, he's a four general. He's a, he's controlling the pace. And I know this comparison. You probably you know all too well. <laughs> plays much like Luca in terms of controlling the pace of the game. Yeah. That's what a floor general does and that's what Trey Young does. 
Yeah. Like, I think um, he's just, yeah, like, when his shot's not working, he's like, I'm going to punish you in other ways. And uh, and that's what I, I think. I think that's what makes him he more of a Steve Nash type than, like, yes. a, yeah. like, I think, um, like, a, a Steph Curry is just going to, he's just, like, his, he's going to kill you offensively. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll, he'll make amazing shots as well. But I think um, it's not as balanced as like a Steve Nash was where he was like making those crazy passes and mm-hmm. just um, like, you know, he wouldn't have like these, always have these explosive offensive nights, but he would always be like dishing it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think. No, I've heard that comparison before actually. Yeah. Cause everybody was comparing him to Steph just because of this, the shooting ability uh, from deep. But yeah, I do think the Nash uh, comparisons in terms of just being able to control the the game mm-hmm. and the pace of the game is much much of an apt uh, you know comparison. With yeah. that said, I think Steve Nash would love to have Trey's just you know range. I know oh, Nash yeah. can shoot, but mm-hmm. yeah. Trey could be at half court and you could still make a shot. Dude, there. that I mean, that pull up shot in Game Seven over Ben Simmons, oh, man, oh, that was gosh. killer, dude. Do you I know mean, how no. much confidence you have to have to make that shot? And literally, he got blocked on a shot like that oh, probably God. a few plays before that, which is even crazier to think. Like the fact that he got blocked. Yeah. from Ben Simmons and was like, all right, I'm just going to try this again. Like, what? Dude, that's that's how much heart you know he has. Yeah. You know, being a baller, you know, like, that plays in your head. And to, you know, you, you register that. You're like, I got blocked, but you know what? When I get the chance, I'm going to hit that exact same shot down. on your yeah. ass and you're going to you're gonna take it, right. you know? Oh, man. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he definitely gave it to him. I was like, damn. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're gonna look forward to the next round, man. It's it's so exciting, dude. I am so excited for you, Josh. Yeah. Are you? Who are you guys going for on the Western side? Are you? Are you? Uh, Suns or Cl- well, obviously you're uh, going for the Suns. But what about you, JC? <laughs> uh, do you have? A, do you care? Uh, no, I don't. No, but I actually, uh, I uh, given given how the postseason has gone and their new faces, I do want fresh blood out there. Yeah. Uh, so I think at least my ideal finals setup given that everything was kind of just you know you know out out the door already <laughs> might as well just have the suns and the hawks, just, hawks you know man. battle it out on a shootout book first Trey, man book first Trey. <laughs> exactly that'd be, right that'd be just exciting do you have these young guns just you know create their mark yeah i'm tired of seeing all these other Kawhi and all these other players man let's see let's see the young guns right and Kawhi's completely out huh I like he's he not is, coming dude. back i feel like he is i don't I, yeah I don't, I'm I'm seeing reports that they they're saying that it's it's a sprain. Uh, they refuse to call it a, a tear, a ACL tear or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So oh. he might be in play for later in the series, but even if he is, it might not be a good idea, Matt. Because no. sure. you know you don't he's load managed for the past couple of seasons. Yeah. Now in the playoffs, you're going to try to push him during an injury. I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen it with KD before. Yeah. I don't know if they want it to happen to Kawhi. That's dangerous. Chronic knee problems. It's yeah. It's not a pretty sight. Do you? Yeah. Do you, oh, do you have draft uh, night tonight? Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. We we well, we'll end with two things. All right. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's, uh, let's talk about the draft, which is JC's NBA Finals, the Warriors <laughs> NBA Finals. Draft night, baby. It's the NBA Finals. Draft <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you feeding? What do you Gracie? want to know about the draft? I mean, who I know you, you guys. Who are you, who are you looking for? Yeah. Who's your well, guy? The odds are slim, though, right? <laughs> I mean, this is one of the deepest drafts oh, yeah. uh, in recent memory, I'll tell you that. You know? Uh, and, I mean, the Warriors, I mean, at, you know, <laughs> we barely made the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're, one of the... you guys are going to pick around, like, maybe 12, 13, 14, right? That's kind yeah, of where you're predicted to pick. I'm hoping some, uh, some uh, you know, frozen envelope shenanigans happen. Yes. Just because that's when the ratings are going to be back at its highest when you know when the the warriors and all of these coastal teams do well so i'm hoping that there are shenanigans right, I'll, I'll tell you how much luck you'll need all right to get the number one pick is a 0.5 percent chance okay <laughs> hey man there, you tell me there's a chance yeah though, right? there's a chance to, to get a top four okay which is mm-hmm. honestly top four will be amazing because all these dude it's stacked draft let's be honest yeah it's 2.4 percent chance so you know what? Yeah. not bad i'm not telling bad. you there's a chance yeah but here's what i uh, tell you is that outside of the warriors having their own pick we act when we traded uh d'angelo russell for andrew wiggins we have uh dibs on the minnesota pick if it falls uh from pick four 
lower. Ooh. So if it's top three, it's top three protected. Minnesota keeps that pick, but if it's four oh. and below, the Warriors, things, yeah, makes things have a juicy, chance. man. Oh, yeah, I didn't even so know definitely. that. So that's something to keep it keep in uh, in mind if you guys are checking out the draft is Minnesota. how Minnesota falls. Yeah, exactly. So it really sucked when Minnesota made a run. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop it, stop it. So we have, I think, a uh, 27% chance yes. for the number four pick and yeah. then a 74% chance to get six or below. Mm. Uh, in a loaded draft, that's not bad. That's not bad, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So there are some key players that you can get. I mean, like what Josh was saying, you can get some solid contributors later in the draft and lower in the lottery. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? So, I mean... It's not all about the top three, even though there are some game changers at the top. And, yeah. you know, I'll take that 0.5% over <laughs> 0%. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wish you the best of luck. And the draft is going to happen tonight. We're recording in the afternoon on a mm-hmm. Tuesday, right? Yeah, on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, see where the ping pong balls fall. I know, man. Yeah. So, well, I guess the next episode we record, we'll probably talk about what ended up happening yeah. for the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I want to end with I want to end with this with Josh. Do you feel vindicated now since the Luca and Trey Young comparison has has really <laughs> been a shadow in your in oh my in gosh. Atlanta fandom for yeah. a long time, man? Ever since they were drafted. Oh my gosh! I I, I it I'm kind of like a silent in the back, kind of chuckling to myself kind of guy. I'm not mm. gonna go out and be like suck on that, you know? Like <laughs> you guys haven't. Um, but I it's more it's less so that. It's like, haha, Luca is more so finally Trey gets some due. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's just been and even now he's still like, oh, he's only he's only good because his team is better. But like beginning of the season, everyone was like, What are they gonna do with that team? Like it's not gonna come together and and everyone's like, Luca's gonna you know, he has um, Tim Hardaway, like you know, it's just like yeah. there's always a goalpost being moved. Yeah. And so it's like I, I'm just happy that like Trey's like I'm gonna get. It. I'm gonna play so well that you can't even move a goalpost. Like you just won't be able to deny, like who I am, like and like what I can do. You know, so that's what I'm more so like happy about. More so than like, haha, Luca. You know, although I, I get, I do get petty when it's like uh, <laughs> after he got knocked out, I was kind of like. <laughs> Ain't nothing like, wrong with that, man. What now? I know you're like, not a sports fan <laughs> if you aren't a little petty, at least. <laughs> exactly. I was like, thank you, Kawhi, for taking bit care of business. And then Terrence Mann had a great like series too. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah. And, so, and we we know fun. Josh so well. Like Josh is like the nicest guy. So to hear him say mm-hmm. that, you know how much he cares about the Hawks <laughs> and Trey. <Young. laughs> Dude, too much. <laughs> but it's so funny. Like I've never nerded out about Hawks. Like, whenever I talk about the Hawks, it's always, like, you, you talk about the two players. Like, you kind of, like, you know, when people – the conversation doesn't last more than, like, two minutes, like, with people. <laughs> but now it's, like, people are, like, yo, you heard of this herder guy? Yeah. Oh, who – you know, John Collins, I knew he was good. I didn't know he's it's like, whoa, I didn't know we had Boogie. It's, like, I've never had such long conversations with random, like, people <laughs> about the Hawks. And it kind of makes me feel – I'm, like, wait, are we still – talking about the Hawks this is weird I'm not used to this usually this conversation has ended by now so it's a really it's a really exciting time <laughs> actually I wanted to ask before we we uh, close out yeah how's the vibe in the A oh, like yeah. our, our folks are just is it is it hype right now there's a buzz on? for sure like I mean I you know I've been wearing a Hawk shirt like every other day pretty much mm. and like every time I go to the store somebody mentions it like um, before game six, like I was like just running some errands and people were like, oh, I got to get home from work so I can watch this game. It was like this random guy at like an H&M, like this, you know, just I wouldn't accept. It was just this white guy from H&M. And then like I was at the I was at the QT picking up some energy drinks before the game. And the guy was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be there, too. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to be like it's just like, yeah, it's definitely been. And it, like, I was getting ice cream the other day and there's like a group of guys behind us and they were like, yo, like. Herder was killing it last oh, night. Man. I didn't even know he was that good. You know, it's just like all these things where it's like, whoa, it's it, people are really excited about this run, and I think it's just good for, uh, like like the city and just good for the team, like the organization to get um, this buzz again because it was like huge at fourteen fifteen. People showed mm-hmm. up and then like kind of died back down, and then it's just like you know five six years later, it's nice to have a buzz again. 
So that's the best, man. That's really the yeah, best. When the city's sure. a buzz and when you go out, you're you're repping your team, and some dudes like, "Hey, man, <laughs> go Hawks, hey, bro. Go did Hawks, you, bro. Did you see yeah, Herder, so dude, he was weird. killing it. That's the best. Herder was killing it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Red Velvet, man. And, and JC and I talk about this all the time. Even though don't we don't have our team, our representative teams in the playoffs this year, but we're so happy that you know the Hawks are are making waves and. Enjoy your time in the sun, man, because I yeah, hope you're sure. in the sun as long as you, you yeah. can be there and get sunburned. It's fine. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's fleeting, so enjoy it while oh, you're there. Oh, trust me. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I've been mainly under an eclipse for, you know, it, it comes with the territory. I think it's just going to be disappointing for those people who are, like, really enjoying it now that have never yeah. experienced the, uh, the years of, like, going to a game with, like, 5,000 people. <laughs> And half of them are for the other team. <laughs> Josh knows Josh is from from the darkness. So now I am from the enjoy darkness. the light. <laughs> enjoy yeah. the light. Hey, thanks, Josh, for coming on. We appreciate, appreciate it. Dude, just the excitement and the, the energy you're yeah. bringing to the show. Because otherwise, it's going to be depressing, bro. It's going to be depressing. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I can talk like about the Hawks in a good light, I'm, I'm down. It's, it's an exciting time. So let's let's see what happens in the series. We're rooting hard for you, man. We we are. Yay. We truly are. Right, JC? If we win if we win the championship, I'm sending you guys uh or if we win this series, I'm sending you guys a couple shirts, some hawk shirts. I, I will rep it, bro. I will Heck talk. Yeah, man. bro. <laughs> so you can follow Josh. We'll link all his socials on the bottom of the description and same with our, our podcast here. Thank you, Josh. And game uh, one is Wednesday? Wednesday at 8.30. Every single game is going to be at 8.30, so it's late for us mm-hmm. over here. But That's for the national That's for the national audience. The national yeah, audience, the, yeah. You guys are uh, in the big time hey, Exactly. Now. You gotta, you so gotta, when you have to it's stay a, up late, you know you made it in the big time. Yeah. We've made it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a global audience yeah. now. Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Let's go. All right, let's go Hawks then. Let's go Hawks and end it there. Peace. Yes, thanks guys. Peace out. Bye.